Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled Christianity and Socialism Part 2 by Tom Watson. Uh, Tom gave me permission to share this with you, and, and uh, it's, it's his, and I'm sharing it with a few comments along the way. Biblical Christianity is distinguished by and asserts moral absolutes based upon the immutable nature of God. Since socialism in its purest form has no place for God, biblical absolutes will not be the final determination of what is right and wrong in a socialistic system. There is no question that our society has changed as increasing numbers of Americans no longer hold to moral absolutes. The United States Supreme Court is representative of that change. In 1973, Roe v. Wade, the court in legalizing abortion, held that the unborn child is not a person or worthy of constitutional rights. What was an absolute became an arbitrary absolute, that is, a matter of choice, subject to personal opinion and societal change. Then in 2015, the court drove the final nail in the coffin in America's departure from absolutes when it legalized same-gender marriage, casting aside an absolute that goes back to the beginning of time. Francis Schaeffer, in How Shall We Then Live, 1976, writes, quote, if, there is no, if there is no absolute moral standard, then one cannot say in a final sense that anything is right or wrong. By absolute, we mean that which, is, that which always applies, that which provides a final or ultimate standard. There must be an absolute if there are to be morals, and there must be an absolute if there are to be real values. End of quote. Schaefer went on to write that socialism, those who hold that in socialism, <clears throat> those who hold to absolutes will become the enemy of the state. In a special note at the end of the book, we read, quote, If we as Christians do not speak out as authoritarian governments grow from within or come from outside, eventually we or our children will be the enemy of society and the state. And Tom says, and I would add, our grandchildren. In the Supreme Court, personal opinion replaced absolutes, and a few unelected elites determined what is good or bad for America. So abortion and same-gender marriage are good, and prayer and Bible reading in our schools are bad. As in the days of Isaiah, Isaiah 5.20, evil is called good, and good is called evil, and it is fully observed by the one whom Job called, quote, the watcher of men. Job 7, verse 20. Our forefathers fully understood the connection between religion and morality and between biblical absolutes and constitutional absolutes. George Washington said, Let us with caution indulge the supposition that morality can be maintained without religion. End quote. James Madison wrote, quote, We have staked the whole future of American civilization, not on the power of government, far from it. We have staked the future of all to sustain ourselves by the Ten Commandments of God. End quote. During the Cold War, the United States officially adopted In God We Trust as the nation's motto and added the words under God from Lincoln's Gettysburg Address to the Pledge of Allegiance. But that was when the judicial system was interpreting laws according to the absolutes of constitutional law. Now the nation's motto is basically meaningless. 
As Christians, we hold absolutes based upon the unchanging nature and attributes of God. He is the absolute standard by which all must be judged and all will be judged. In the high court of God, in which all must appear, it will not be based upon arbitrary absolutes of human opinion, but solely upon the intrinsic nature of a holy God. Apparently, many Christians do not see how serious this is. To deny moral absolutes based upon God's immutable nature is to deny the necessity of the cross of Jesus Christ. Everyone can do what was right in his own eyes, Judges 21, 25, as if there is no price to pay and no need for a Savior. Alexander Solzhenitsyn, persecuted by socialist Russia, made this observation about their youth, quote, Young people are acquiring the conviction that foul deeds are never punished on earth and that they always bring prosperity. End quote. Sound familiar? Riots, looting, vandalizing property, trespassing, violating curfews, tearing down statutes, and almost a total disregard for the authority of the law. How many got arrested? How many faced charges and served time? Who gets glorified by the press? Who gets approval and backing by liberal progressive politicians. In Russia, under czarist rule prior to socialism, there were absolutes concerning marriage, the family, the unborn, and morality. Within the 1917 revolution, the Bolsheviks, who thought of themselves as Democrats and socialists, quickly sanctioned free love, free divorce, adultery, bigamy, abortion, and even incest. And Christians who opposed them just as quickly became enemies of the state. Who today in America is going to be labeled a bigot, intolerant, unloving, or guilty of hate speech? Concerning the court's decision for same-gender marriage, dissenting Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito wrote the court's decision, quote, will be used to vilify Americans who are unwilling to assent to the new orthodoxy. Yes, indeed. Examples abound, like the Indiana teacher who was forced to resign because he refused to address students by their transgender name. Churches were blamed for LGBT suicides after telling them their lifestyle was harmful. Activists wanting to ban the sale of Bibles because it condemns homosexuality, 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. Just recently, once again, the court ruled against the church with a total disregard for the constitutional absolute of the First Amendment by placing unconstitutional limits on the worship of the church. Christians need to recognize the danger of advancing socialism in America. Christianity and socialism will not mix. Socialism and biblical absolutes will not mix. One is the wisdom of God, the other the wisdom of men. And your faith should not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. 1 Corinthians 2.5 How should we then live? Jesus said, Quote, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. John 15:18. And why did the world hate him? In his own words, quote, it hates me because I testify of it that its deeds are evil. John 7, John 7 verse 7. Jesus was not silent concerning evil. We must do the same. Lord, help us to be faithful to the truth. And uh, Lord, it is true, uh, you were hated by the world because you testified of it, that, it, that its, its works, its deeds are evil. 
And so, Lord, it's easy to want to be yellow, kind of remain, you know, in the shadows, not taking a stand. But, Lord, um, we want to be wise. The Bible does say walk in wisdom towards them that are outside. And yet we don't want to be yellow. Uh, We don't want to be cowardly. We want to take our stand for biblical truth, for gospel truth. Lord, help us to be bold for such a time as this, and yet wise for the cause of Christ. And I pray in his name. Amen.